0: Welcome back to another episode of Three Night Bender. We've got some good stuff to talk about this week, including the uh, college football playoff game that just happened. We've got UCF football, as always. Um, we've got some stuff with the stadium naming changing. Uh, we'll talk about the magic, and we'll also talk about the UCF cheerleading team. But before we do any of that, let me introduce myself. First of all, I am Hauser, and joined with me as always is the booze man Boozas what's good <laughs> and we also have a third night today for our three-night bender uh charles sprenkel who was a player for ucf from 2013 to 2017 how you doing charles
1: doing good guys uh thanks for having me on
0: the show no it's a pleasure we're excited and uh you know i'm sure if you've listened before we always start our shows off with uh cracking a beer i will not be cracking a beer today i'm still doing my Dry January, so I'll be drinking this lime monster energy drink. But I will let the booze man introduce the uh the beers that the other two benders will be drinking tonight. I
2: feel like you doing that has put like a lot of pressure on me and <laughs> makes me look like the alcoholic because I'm not partaking in dry January. It's it's not something I recommend, it's it w- this will be my only dry
0: January ever, I'm sure. All right,
2: yeah, I hope so. You, you, you missed my birthday, our, our <laughs> chef Sean's, it was it was a horrible uh, weekend. We were all we we we. It'll, it'll happen soon. Je- February 1st, I'll have a beer ready for you. Alright, All right, so we're going to be drinking some Miami, MIA Brewing Company. It's located down in Miami. Uh, kind of figured that'd be fitting considering the um, Super Bowl is going to be in Miami this year, so that's why I chose this beer. I know last episode I talked about bringing some beer back from New York when we went to the Brooklyn Brewing Company, um, which I'll say is a little, it's a really nice brewery if you ever get a chance to go up there. It's nice. It's located in Williamsburg, which is kind of like the hipster part of Brooklyn. Um, very progressive. It's kind of weird. They had like the, I don't want to say weird, but they, you know, they have like the gender neutral bathrooms and everything like that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, unless you go into a gay bar then all the bathrooms are gender neutral. I believe that was your words right there, right? Nope,
0: you've said it uh, now yeah. on the radio, on the radio, on the, <laughs> on the podcast. So. On there, so, so it's there, there forever.
2: <laughs> um, but, uh, I could not bring a beer back with me because I didn't check a bag. So decided to go to the store. I looked for Brooklyn Brewing, couldn't find anything. So settled on some Miami Weiss, which is a Hefeweizen. It's a German style beer. It's delicious. We've had Ethel on the show before, though, so you won't be missing out too hard.
0: I like the Miami colors.
2: That's why I, th- I thought you'd like. Remember, I, c- you, I know it's all about the presentation yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, but These are the colors that USF should have been wearing the other night <laughs> if they were actually <laughs> in South Florida. Instead, they had that hideous green. It looked uh, like someone slimed them from they, Ghostbusters. They look like my Monster Energy. Gym. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's closer to it. All right. Well, cheers, gentlemen.
0: Cheers. All right. Get a little energy here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you need it more than me. All right. Well, let's you know let's start this show off a little different. We're actually going to talk about the college football playoff game, which was the big uh, college game that was still going. Obviously, it was LSU and Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, result of that game was LSU with the win. I believe it was what 14 points
2: or something like that. Covered the spread. It of, definitely covered the spread. Five. Yeah. yeah. I, I, also, okay, I was actually 17. pleasantly surprised at what the spread was. I mean, I bet against, I would have bet against the spread in a heartbeat with yeah. freaking Joey Burr. I mean, God, that man is good. Did you, did you watch the game? I did. I did. I was impressed. Um, you know, Clemson came out
0: looking hot, on fire a little bit, kind of slowed down LSU's offense at the beginning. And I thought, you know, maybe we'd have a game, but it, it started to come together for LSU. They started to click. Uh, they started to pick up the pressure, you know, and, and Burrows was able to get rid of the ball. Get some rid of those. the
2: ball. He had over 460 yards and five yeah. touchdowns. Well, they were
0: they were <laughs> blitzing him almost every play they at were. the
2: beginning, and so he he started to figure that out and just like you said, he killed. He it. lit it up. He was he's been miraculous in this postseason. It's been amazing. He's been a joy to watch, and now he'll be a Bengal forever for better or for worse. He's going to be a <laughs> Bengal, but yeah, the final score of that game was 42 to 25. So. What is that? I my seventeen. Yeah, that's a lot better than I. I could not do that. <laughs> yeah. See, well, see, I, you can tell I, I haven't yeah. taught in a long time.
1: <laughs> I hate math, but when it comes to football, I'm pretty good on numbers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I mean, and what surprised me the most was, you know, Trevor Lawrence had, you I mean, had a rushing touchdown, but nothing really in the passing game. They did a really good job of shutting him down. Yeah. So that that definitely surprised me. But very interesting. Probably two first overall picks playing each other. Exciting for a second, and then LSU just did what they've done all year and just pulled away, which. Not surprising, I expected it to be a little bit worse, to be honest. I thought it was going to be more like a 56 to 25 kind of game. Yeah, personally.
0: L- LSU has really picked it up, and um, you know, they, they've ended now two very long streaks in college football, mm-hmm. um, with us being the first of the year, mm-hmm. and uh, Clemson, I guess, wasn't actually in the same year, but a year later ended Clemson's streak, and they were at what 29 or something, and we were at 26, 27. I think yeah, we're about
2: there. I think we were we over twenty five. I know that. Yeah. So LSU is is hot right now. You know, I like so Coach, hot right now. I
0: like Coach or or however they say his name. He's
2: he's fun the to follow. Huster? Yeah, the greatest the greatest <laughs> football uh, the greatest rivalry in college football is Ed Orgeron versus closed captioning. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are the best. If you want to see good memes, look that up. It's so funny.
0: A couple couple things of note about the game that I found were interesting was that, uh, one of the things was that Smash Mouth was the halftime performance or was doing some kind of halftime show. And I remember earlier this year, our first home game, Smash Mouth performed in front of UCF to about, you know, 300 people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so have
2: the muddy have they, fallen.
0: They, well, I mean, they've had quite a comeback. Now they're the halftime show of the, the college football playoff game. That's true. Um, you know, and at the beginning, I, I was excited to watch him. I was jumping around to All Star. I remember we I saw game. the videos. So wasn't
2: uh, it with wasn't it with your cousin and her yeah, husband? And yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have video. You just have photos of Chris just standing there, looking like he's getting ready to kill himself.
0: I had a good time, and uh, I'm I'm glad that they got back to that level. I'm sure that's going to be the highlight of their career, as far as is where it is now. It's not going anywhere else. But um, you know, OBJ was another interesting part of the game. Mm. Um, did you see some of the stuff that he did?
1: uh yeah (laughs) that you know i those aren't antics that you necessarily want to be you know putting your name on if you're a coach you know but as a player it's in that aspect you don't care yeah so when you have a big win like that it's you're just if you're if you're at the
2: game and obj is just doing are you taking the money
0: Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Duh.
1: I mean, Whether what, it's real or not, like, yeah, of course, yeah. I'm taking it. <laughs> what, 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 I mean, how's well, I mean, he going to get in trouble at this point? Well, he's
2: not going to get in trouble, but no, that is an NCAA violation. Right. Like those kids, if they're not seniors. When they get to
0: suspend him, he's done. I mean, when, yeah, I was, when he was. When,
2: oh, no, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, if, yeah. you're, if you're, if you're a senior, where all the, well, let, me, let me backtrack, were all the kids he was giving money to seniors.
1: Yeah, was, as as that's the point I, I made. It was, if they're all seniors, they're all declaring for the draft. If they're mm-hmm. all leaving, you know, he's technically not giving it to players anymore because as soon yeah. as that clock hits zero they're no longer players exactly like, he's not giving it to random guys that are make more sense. Gone, yeah, he's not giving it
2: to justin jefferson but i so, know joey burrow well, pocketed some money but
1: they're still getting
0: room and board for the rest of the semester they're getting their books paid eh, well i mean i guess quite, their books usually, are already paid usually, for, usually
1: once um once you get done and you start training for the league for the league of the draft and everything those guys are out they'll fly to California and it ends right there so yeah like California the, or Texas wherever they train was I, that like that know. for
0: you though I mean as soon as the peach bowl happened were you how I was, did, oh how yeah
1: going? I, went, I went so uh I went home or I didn't go home and went to my parents hotel room because they were up for the game I was gonna drive back with them yeah I woke up January 2nd and I was like okay now what <laughs> well, <I was laughs> what like, do I do now I was like all right now I'm in the real world the real world so let's uh figure out what I need to do now and Let's get a job, I guess. It's time so, to it's time to yeah. adult. So, yeah, as soon as, yeah, that second semester, it was like. So all your classes, classes were so. done and everything? You yeah, didn't well, any... I'd already graduated before that gotcha. season. So, I mean, it, at that point, I was just taking classes to remain eligible. Um, and, yeah, as you said, you wake up on January 2nd, and the world doesn't care about you anymore. Wow. so That's that's a sad reality. It really is.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, in that aspect, I, I remember during the interview, uh, Burroughs was like, yeah, he was handing out cash, and yeah, I took it. I'm not an athlete anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I was like, absolutely. I was worried that, you know, he was just giving it to everybody that walked yeah. past. And in that oh. regard, you know, some of those kids are obviously going to be in a lot of trouble. But yeah. if that's the case, he's got nothing. And then he's smacking cops' yeah, asses in the locker room.
1: That's yeah. where I stopped defending him at that point, because, you know, not only am I obviously a big uh, supporter of law enforcement, but being... You know, security guard too. Uh, after you know my time with UCF, it's like I know that when I was working, I didn't like people touching me, especially. If, you know, I didn't, I didn't care if they were famous or not. It's, mm-hmm. You know, if I'm not cool with you on a certain level, just don't don't put your hands on me, please. <laughs> Pretty simple. Yeah, simple. I, simple. Mean, it's a, it's so, I mean, it's it's a kindergarten like, thing. yes yeah, like I get Can it. it you're, you're excited, you know what I'm saying? And it, you may be under the influence of something, but you know, maybe a couple beers or something. But that's still not an excuse to be. Out there slapping people's asses and you know, yeah. whatnot.
0: So Well the the other funny thing was LSU came out and said that, that money was fake the next day. And then they retracted on that and said, Okay, yeah, it was real. <laughs> but trying sure, to cover it up by yeah. saying it was fake. <laughs>
2: I'm sure they were trying to say it was fake until Burroughs is in his interview, like, Yeah, I just made a thousand dollars and they're like, Oh <laughs> crap, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess he, I guess it wasn't fake. We're sorry. Oh, oh.
0: man. Well, you know, Burrow uh, Burroughs had his own controversies kinda of going on. He was Smoking a cigar after the game—we oh, we haven't God. seen that in uh, in years. I don't think. I mean, probably not for thirty years has a, a player smoked a cigar or drank a beer or something like that after the game in the public eye. Obviously, <laughs> in the public eye, I'm yeah, sure it goes eye, yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, but I mean, he is of age, and he is uh, true, yeah. it's I. You know, a lot of people didn't like it. I think
2: it's kind of cool. You know, I thought it was very suave. I think yeah. what a lot of people didn't like was the fact that there were athletes that were being threatened specifically law enforcement, went yeah. into the locker room and said, if you keep smoking the cigars, we're going to arrest you. And so everyone was pointing at and trying to make it a little bit of race baiting, saying, oh, you know, you got this African-American player. Look at him. He's getting yelled at by a cop in, like a, in one of those like still frame photos. Yeah. And then you cut to the photo of Burroughs looking very, very suave, just kicking back with a cigar. And they're like, where's the cop in this photo? Obviously, when they took the photo, the cop wasn't right there, but he was among the people right. that were threatened. So it wasn't like he was getting preferential treatment. The entire team was told, if you smoke, we're arresting you.
1: I'm pretty sure Burrow came out and said that they also spoke to him, and said, Hey, you know, you can't smoke in here. If you keep smoking, we're going to arrest you. So I'm pretty sure not just him. And, you know, going back to the whole race baiting thing, it's, you know, yeah, it's an isolated incident with, okay, you got this cop on camera talking to an African American player, but just cause you didn't catch Joe being talked to, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. It exactly. doesn't mean that it's, you know, so it's, yeah. It is what it is. All
0: right. Well, I say leave them
2: all alone, man. They're celebrating a championship.
1: Exactly. Let them yeah. let it's them just, do what they're going to do. Point. Get out of the locker room, you know? yeah, For real.
0: Yeah. Like I
2: mean, if, if if you if you caught a kid who was like maybe a like a red shirt freshman who just so happened to be didn't, didn't he was still 17 or something. Yeah. That's one thing. But most of those guys smoking cigars were freaking 22, 23-year-old yeah. men. Yeah. Well, the yeah. law is 21 now. They changed the law. Oh, they did. Yeah. I didn't. So oh, that's, that's right. That's got they changed. changed. You're
0: right. So that's no. maybe it had something. Well, yeah, there was no smoking in the building, was the, the rule. But um, the other thing I wanted to mention Burroughs, in his after the game interview, uh, mentioned that since he was five years old, he dreamt of holding up the national championship trophy or holding up that trophy. And I thought it was funny because that trophy's changed a little bit over the years. A little bit. Um, <laughs> probably when he was five, it was a Sears trophy, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. And now it's a Dr. Pepper trophy. You know, maybe there's a five-year-old kid one day who's thinking, maybe I can hold up an NCAA Division One National Championship trophy after the game. And I don't know that we'll ever get there. An FBS National Championship That's sponsored by the NCAA with the logo on the trophy. Will we ever get to that fair level? Or is it going to continue to be the way it is where there's, you know, 17 or 18 different ways to win the National Championship and proclaim it And, uh, you know, the the college football playoff is one of them. Mm -hmm. But uh, as UCF proved in 2017, if you finish in one of those major
2: selective polls, you are also a national champion. That is correct. Which people don't understand. They think that just because ESPN markets this as the college football national championship, that that's what it is. It is one selector of many selectors. The AP still votes in a national champion. The college... Uh, the college coaches poll still votes on a national champion. Just, it just so happens that most of those people align and you'll have a unanimous champion. But just like USC, who is one of the biggest names in college football, splitting a title in 2003, that yeah, LSU, happens. Yeah. LSU, it happened with us, obviously in Alabama, regardless if it was one poll or four, and that does happen in college football. Whatever changed, not as long as you have PlayStation sponsoring the Fiesta Bowl. And you have Allstate sponsoring the Sugar Bowl and all these massive, it's all about money. And there are literally millions, if not possibly billions in sponsorship money that goes around all these bowls. And that's why it's never going to die. Because they're gonna, there's money, it's too big amount of money for that to be just like something that they just dissipate, unfortunately. It's ingrained in, in the last hundred years. Well
0: then, I will continue to refer to it as the Dr Pepper
2: Invitational Tournament. Banner. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, I mean, you you were on that 2017 team as a as an athlete. When you end that season as the only undefeated team in the nation, and regardless if it was you know the Kali Matrix, whatever it was, what was your mindset as an athlete, Charles, when you finish that season? You're 13 and 0. Nobody's beat you. You just beat. You know, an SEC West foe who is supposed to be, you know, one of the top ten teams in the nation. What are you thinking at that point?
1: Um, You know, looking back on the experience at the time, we we just didn't really care. We were just worried about what we could control. Frost did a good job of keeping us um, distracted – or, sorry, um, not distracted from all the outside noise and all the talk about the polls and, the you know, oh, where we should belong and everything. It was always – The team that's in front of us. Um, Granted, I know it didn't look that way by some of the scores of some of the games we had, but, you know, like, I think we only beat SMU that year, by like seven or something, which at the time, SMU wasn't horrible, but they weren't like SMU of this past year. Yeah. Um, And so he did a good job of keeping us focused. And and to be honest, we didn't care what anybody said. Um, We were out there for each other. We were out there to basically redeem ourselves from two years prior. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just going out there and proving to the world that, you know, we belonged on the big stage with everybody else, you know, we didn't, we could care less whether you called us national champs or not. Um, now, Grant, I don't want to speak for the rest of the guys on the team that year, um, but do I believe or not, you know, we're national champs? Yeah, sure. You know, um, do I care if somebody says, hey, no, you're not really national champs? Okay. No, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, so I've got to ring that says national champs you don't, so... Now, where do we take the conversation from here? <laughs> I,
2: I, li- I like it. So.
0: I like that a lot. Well, I think as fans, we always have to point to the record book and always. point out. Yeah. That, what, what, and what page is it? 115? Is it 115 or 117? I don't even remember. I don't remember. It's in, <laughs> the, one, it's in the 110s. It's in yeah. the 110s. That's yeah. just, it's and, just that page. And yeah. at, when you're a UCF fan, unfortunately, your job is to educate a lot of people who don't follow college football as closely as we do and kind of know what's going mm-hmm. on. Um, you know, and if you're not plugged in, you think that the the invitational is the real national championship and that it's a fair system when in reality it's not. It should be based on performance and with with UCF has proven you can win every game and still not be considered the national championship and that happens with no other sport in any other division anywhere in the world where you can win every game and not be a champion. It's crazy. Absolutely so.
1: So then I'll I'll play a little bit of devil's advocate yeah. here. Um if If we're saying that this system isn't quite as legitimate as everybody portrays it to be, then how come, you know, like I said, being devil's advocate here, how come we are fighting like hell to be a part of that party and part of that system? Why are we not just saying, you know, like, is it not socially acceptable if we're doing that? Or, you know, how come we're not just going, hey, you know what, we're just going to do what we do. We're just going to keep winning. We're going to, whoever you put in front of us, we're just going to beat them to bits and pieces.
0: I I mean, I can answer that as as much as I can is, you know, it's, we don't want to drop down to FCS and play for, you know, fair because we we are in the big time right now. We're in the FBS division one football. What we want is an equal seat at the table, which we are not afforded at this point. Now it's, I mean, I, I, it's stupid to think of like civil rights and that kind of thing, but we are a marginalized football team right now. We're not given the respect that the big conferences are. We're not given the money, obviously that they are. Um, and so we're, we're in this position where we're almost like, we're almost like, I, I used to watch WWF growing up and they would always, you know, bring out a, a guy and like a speedo and, and he'd have some name, but he was going to lose the match every right. time. And like, <laughs> I I feel like FBS football wants teams like us to be that guy. Like whenever we face ultimate warrior, we're going to lose you I know? Gotcha. and, yeah. and we've kind of broken the mold on that and we're like, Hey, why don't we get a shot to be Warrior so you're,
1: you're kind of fighting for the change of the system versus being a part of the broken system
2: yeah yeah. I would agree I would agree on that that's what I think that we should be doing and actually I'm going to segue this into uh, another piece of um, information that you just mentioned being that we're one of the marginalized teams and um, you know we're trying to obviously fight our way to get the respect of a power five how about the fact that we finish this season if you look at the end of the SRS system and the end of season rankings as far as conference by conference sec is obviously one of the top ones the big 10 is one of the top ones you got big 12 Pac 12 and it just so happens that the american is actually at number five in srs rankings and that the acc is now below us so you know we've been obviously fighting for the stigma of it's the p6 now you can say that the american has a legitimate argument that we're actually a power five conference in the ACC is not, they ended with one ranked team being Clemson. Mm-hmm. We had four with UCF being pushed to number 24 in the nation. Then the season, we had four ranked teams, which shows, I think a lot about the respect that we're starting to get. And, and people are in and, and, uh, reporters. Media members are starting to look at us and go, Oh yeah. UCF, not just UCF, but Memphis, Cincinnati, obviously Navy had a great year. Uh, Boise state's always been up there. Those teams that are not in, the traditional conferences, because if you also look at the breakdown, a lot of those conferences are in the P5 have been around for, what, 50, yeah. 60, 70 years? At least. And at you least. hit the Mountain West, a fairly newer conference. America. American from the last 10 years. The MAC is from the 90s. I mean, you look at those breakdown of how old those conferences are, it's obvious what it is. It's old money. Yeah. And, and the fact that the American was able to push themselves into the top five conference conversations is pretty miraculous, I think.
0: Well, you mentioned a couple of cool things there that we were going to talk about. Number one being that UCF football finished number 24 in the AP rankings, which is called it, which is a big deal. That's (laughs) the third year in a row. We have finished top 25. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's another Florida school that's done that. Not, not, in, a lot, in, the top, not nope. in a long time. That's been in the top twenty-five. We've been in the preseason rankings, uh, not in two thousand seventeen, but two thousand eighteen and two thousand nineteen. And I
2: imagine we will be in twenty twenty as well. We
0: are predicted to be. And uh, another funny
1: thing is uh, Brent McMurphy, who uh, oh my god,
2: <laughs> I am not a fan of.
0: He's I been an ass man. to us. I don't, you know, I don't
1: think anybody wearing the black and gold is. <laughs> <Yeah. No>. he's, <laughs> he, probably, he's one
2: of the. He, I'd, say, I'd say the person that's hated more than him would have to be um, what's his face in the SEC network. Oh, uh, uh, the bald guy. What's his name? Paul Feinbaum. Paul Feinbaum. Feinbaum. I think Paul yeah. Finebaum is public enemy number one with Breck McMurphy at like one B, maybe yeah. if <laughs> yeah. not two. And uh, who's the other guy on uh, College Game Day that we used to
1: hate? Who's a little oh uh, uh, Kurt Herbster. Kurt Herbster. We brought him no, around he, though. He yeah, loves his He loves his he's, he's, he's all black and go. Like I almost want <laughs> like we should send him some swag. Yeah, that College Game Day but, game really turned him around. It Really well, did. The,
2: the Twitter Mafia or Joe
0: Joe uh,
1: Joe Clack. Joe Clack
2: is one. Okay. On Fox Sports, who hates us? And then, like, he had so much so that he got so much hate throughout last season that he had to come out and do, like, an entire he calls it, like, the clack back where he does, like, his little, like, college football yeah. takes and whatever. He did a whole episode basically apologizing to us to be like, listen, I don't hate you. It's just X, Y, Z. This is how I feel. And he, like, had to, like, defend himself because he was getting so much UCF hate every week. That's one thing we're good at. We're like freaking little roaches. You can't kill us. Like We just keep coming, (laughs) and we make you get out the spray. So we are changing minds.
0: Brent McMurphy might be another name or another mind that we have changed. He is... Put us in his way too early rankings, which he's never had us in never. his preseason no, rankings. Never. Even when other people have us at like 17, 18, he's still like, nope, not ranking them. But we are number 19 in his way too early preseason rankings. So that's. It's coming. It's kind of a milestone for us. Uh, we finished the year number two in total offense. Yep. Any, uh, any guess at who number one is? LSU. LSU. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Big numbers from them mm-hmm. all year. But number two in the country out of 130 FPS teams. Um, you you talked about it earlier about the final rankings and how many teams were in each division. Uh, the Big Ten had the most; they had six. SEC had five. Uh, we had four. We were the, the we had the third
2: most amount of ranked teams in the AP. I believe uh, yeah, if you if you combine like the Big Twelve was it Big Twelve or was it Big Ten? Uh, the Pac twelve had two. Okay, Pac twelve and then the and then the ACC. Had, ACC had one. So we actually technically had more than those two combined, which is yeah. rather impressive.
0: And then uh, the Mountain West had two as well, and then mm-hmm. the uh, Big Twelve had three. So those are some uh, final conference rankings in the AP poll, uh, which is you know that's that's pretty telling of how how far our our conference has come and how exciting it is to watch. And now we got rid of Connecticut, and uh, there's actually some talk about uh, Boise State maybe they might be on the joining move. the conference.
1: Yeah. I just saw an article today that apparently they're not happy with the new TV deal they just got with the Mountain West. So. Mm-hmm and they've had
2: they've had an out for years that would be an excellent addition to our because at that point now you have a um, borderline guaranteed five teams in the top 25 consistently that's half the conference basically like how many conferences can say that half of their conference is ranked Right That usually doesn't happen. I yeah. mean you usually have three to four at yeah, the Usually
1: fashion. the SEC or maybe big ten depending on how good of a, good of a year they have. Mm-hmm.
2: And they were originally supposed
0: to join when we formed the AEC, who actually was still the Big East at the time, correct and they were they were signed on to be a member, but when you know everything kind of fell apart, they changed their name and then Boise decided they weren't going to come as a football only member, but maybe with this new deal and they're not getting the sweetheart deal that they've got in the past from Mountain West, Uh, you know maybe they're looking for greener pasture and to stay with ESPN as the Mountain West is kind of signed on with Fox and CBS they won't be on uh, ESPN anymore so Mm -hmm. maybe they're you know ESPN is college football so maybe they're trying to find their find themselves back into ESPN and the AAC might be the way to do that Mm -hmm. Um, and like you said already you know we finished number five in the SRS rankings which is a huge deal and you know, we're the conference that doesn't get all the money, and some, somehow we we found our way in there above the ACC. So. Which
2: is really impressive. You're right. When when you look at the breakdown of what we get per conference, like split, it's atrocious considering you take – if you took our TV deal, our stadium deal, the cut we get from the university, the cut we get from, you know, the, the state funds, it's not even like a tenth of what an SEC school gets. It's absurd. Yeah. Which is why you can go to a place, like I mentioned, like Ole Miss or Mississippi State – and they have facilities that make ours look like a doghouse. It's insane. So
0: some other UCF news while we're on it. Quadri Jones is back at UCF. I don't know if it's been officially announced yet, but we did read some stuff on the dungeon that he is – Back at UCF, re-enrolled and and getting back on the team. So uh, things did not work out for him. Sounds at, that way. At South yeah. Alabama, or is it South? No, Alabama yeah, was, State. Alabama, Alabama State. State. Yeah, yeah I remember? We, wasn't yeah, we, we screwed it up out. last time. We got sorry
2: so, to JRL who was uh, on our who was listening to our episode and like came at us, which. Hey, I respect that. Like, I'm glad that he was just listening. That's awesome. So, shout out to him. I'll be at Alabama State. Yeah. I, I think James Collins is still enrolled there, though. I don't think he, uh, he he slipped out. Which you know, the the way that portal works is you, you it stays open. You can come and go really as much as you want, as long as once it activates anyway. So, I know Quandry came out and said that he hasn't you know gone away from transferring at all. It's just I guess something didn't work out, and he's looking to stay for the time being
0: and uh you know so that's great for our quarterback room but we are also looking at a quarterback recruit Mm -hmm. for this year uh out of arizona i don't have his name in front of me but he um is supposedly one of the best guys left um from the guys who didn't sign early and we are his first big official offer his tape looks great um but you know he would be another addition to our quarterback room and and uh maybe somebody who would pay off in the future now those of you guys who we're following this kind of stuff last year or the year before. I'm sorry, uh, Brock Purdy was another guy like this who was yep. a was a late sign-up, and uh, you know, hypo went at him hard. He ended up going to uh, Iowa State and killed it at Iowa State his first year. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this may be another Brock Purdy type recruit. But yeah, his
2: name is Parker Navarro. That's him. Three-star quarterback. Um, like, not I like, mean, stars don't matter. I've I've been preaching <laughs> that for a while. I don't care about stars, <laughs> oh, yeah. but. Parker Navarro's his name, and he, I looked at some of his film when I read that earlier today, and he got a decent arm. He can play, that's for sure. Very quick release, which mm-hmm. is
0: you know the Milton factor that we don't see as much with Gabriel, even though Gabriel throws the nice rainbows down the field. That yeah. quick release is something that we haven't seen, so maybe get him back. Um, let's see other things that are going on here. UCF, uh, the stadium name.
2: Yeah, well, I'm actually gonna we're gonna be bringing in a, a, a person to talk to us. A little bit about that whole situation um but yeah that's that's been a little bit of a controversy right yeah so right now it's
0: spectrum stadium still but we've had a uh a bidder on trying to get uh their their name on the stadium itself um you may have already noticed their name being on the field but it is roofclaim.com and they were looking to pay ucf two million a year 2.3. 2. 2.3 million a year, <laughs> which was quite
2: an upgrade from, what was it, 700,000 from Spectrum a year, something like that? Something like that. It was it was, it was was initially a million dollars, and it dropped below a million when we renegotiated the deal. Okay. So it's so. in that range. So this would have been a huge deal for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you
0: know, not, not a big fan of the name, but always a fan of the money. Um, but that deal seems to have gotten squashed by some some more technical stuff with legislators and all that. I'm sure you're gonna talk to to whoever about all those things, but uh, that's just some interesting news for UCF and we'll we'll, uh, stay tuned and see what actually happens with that.
2: Yeah, it looks like it's, I mean, it's kind of currently dead in the water. We'll see if that's actually gonna be something that like continues to move forward. We're gonna bring in the gentleman, Andrew, who actually works for an insurance company and can give um, some insight into like what he has to say about the whole situation. Um, But the basic outlook of it is that we had a deal basically drawn up we were going to vote on it because you do need to vote for things like that and um, it was squashed supposedly more up the chain where if you want to look at this way someone who's on the board on the board for UCF has connections to people in Tallahassee who have connections to insurance companies and this all has to do with uh, insurance restoration work that's what roofclaim.com does that's what todd and i both do for a career we work with uh replacing roofs and we do a lot of it through storm damage and so we're kind of on the forefront of that information and we know the name roofclaim.com very well from a competitor standpoint and so you know that whole situation um is kind of like a little bit as you know it's in a tizzy to say the least there's a lot of people who are really pissed because it was a lot of money for ucf and there's a lot of people who are kind of relieved because the name roofclaim.com isn't exactly the brightest star when it comes to names. So, uh, we're going to be bringing Andrew on here in about a second. So he can kind of give us a little bit insight from like, you know, the insurance side of what was the issue and why this came to where it is. All right, so we got Andrew Glucove on the line. Uh, gentleman, actually, he was kind of involved in a really good Twitter discussion that we had over the weekend involving this whole roofclaim.com issue. Uh, works for insurance companies, has a lot of knowledge on this whole situation. So uh, we brought him in just to kind of uh, give us some insights. So we can all kind of have a really good discussion about it. How you doing, Andrew? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? We're doing phenomenal, man. So, um, like I said, you know, you obviously work with insurance companies and have kind of an idea what's going on. We've kind of already explained Roofclean.com is an in, is a company that deals with insurance restoration. Um, you know, their practices are a little shady uh, in, in a lot of people's eyes. And, you know, obviously a lot of UCF fans are kind of pissed because it's a lot of money. And they were looking at forward to, you know, a $2.3 million yearly deal that's probably not going to come to fruition. So, you know, can you give us a little insight on, on on what you know and what you can kind of provide people to kind of, you know, break down some of those walls and make people a little less ignorant?
3: Absolutely, so roofclaim.com is part of a a group called Jasper Construction, and they actually changed their name uh, to kind of help streamline their business to show what what they're actually about, which is the roofing industry. They use a tactic called Assignment of Benefits, uh, AOB for short. And this started popping up a few years ago and it really, really became in the forefront during the restoration and recovery from Hurricane Irma. And what it essentially is, is you, the insured, you have house damage. You basically sign this AOB, and you sign your rights to roofclaim.com. They set up all your repairs. They're the ones who get the insurance money. They're the ones who who deal from stem to stern. But if there's anything goes wrong, they're also the ones that deal with the benefit that comes from litigation with the insurance company. For example, and this is where some of the abuse comes from. Now, I'm not saying that RoofClaim.com did this, but this was an issue that has happened in the state to the point where the state has created legislation against this. You have a roof that got a little bit of damage from from the hurricane. Maybe just a few slats. You know, a couple, a couple thousand dollar damage bill, if that. Uh, with the AOB signed roofclaim.com or any other business that does uh, AOB based work can sue the insurance company for an entire roof so now you're looking at 10 to 15 grand instead of 2 grand they do the 2 grand work they pocket the rest Uh, very shady type of business practice, it's very predatory business practice because a lot of people don't even realize they're signing the rights away Um, there have been cases where People have had repairs that have never been completed, and their rights to do anything about it have been taken away because of the AOB. So the state recently passed a bill that has limited the legal side of what these companies under the AOB can do, and they're forcing insurance companies to do documentation on it to see whether this is actually helped or not. It's gonna take time to figure out if it is or isn't, but. The state had a lot of problems as a result of this AOB move. And let's let's now take it towards the UCF side. Where, what does this mean to, to UCF and, and the stadium naming rights? So as we know, Bright House was bought out by uh, Charter Communications and became Spectrum. When Spectrum took over, they never actually wanted to be the name on UCF Stadium. They just honored the agreement that was already there. They were able to scale down the payments to negotiation and they're actually optioning out of the contract two years early uh, this coming summer. So June I believe is when June 30th, which is the end of the academic year, is when the contract is done. That's why naming rights are an issue right now. But because we have another six months of time UCF has slowed down what came up where you do on the foundation there are people who are connected within the insurance industry and that's where a lot of the discussion on Twitter has really spawn up was from the a variety of, of gentlemen that were involved and they were all co-workers together at Brown and Brown which is one of the largest insurance brokers in America and they have since broken off to create their own insurance brokerage which is not an insurance carrier. They're the guys you go to when you want to get coverage and they help you get it. They have agencies that roll up into the brokerage. So like uh, an independent agent will get you state farm coverage. They're Mm -hmm. not the, they're not the state farm. They're the guy in between. So insurance as an industry is uh, very small, uh, kind of like a little bit of a fishbowl. People know each other. Uh, top end people from the brokerage side know the carrier side, who know, a lot of the big wigs in the contracting side. And it's very possible, and this is purely hypothetical, that there are some people in higher up and maybe other competitive companies against Roof Claim that may not want them to get such a big deal and may have said something to say, hey, uh, I need a favor. Because the truth is, UCF and Roof Claim already have sponsorship deals in place. Right. Uh, Their they're the sponsor name on the field, they have the court in the arena, and they're also the main sponsor name in the backdrop at UCF press conferences. They're also sp- sponsoring other events on campus. I believe there was a, a concert recently that they, they helped sponsor, so they're already around. But none of them was to the tune of $35 million. Mm-hmm. I think that may have set some people off. But, you know, we're still in that fact-finding stage because this is all still really fresh.
2: Yeah, because there's a lot of people that are kind of coming in saying, well, exactly what you just said. We already have roofclaim.com on the field. We have roofclaim.com in the backdrop. It's on, in the arena. Why do we care if they suddenly become the name on the side of the stadium? And a big reason why is exactly how you're kind of explaining – If you put a big name on a stadium like that it's obviously massive exposure it's a lot of money and if it works in that favor that means there's going to be a lot more claims that come in whether it's frivolous or not like i said it's speculated whether or not that company is as shady as we think they are and you know as as i as i mentioned you know todd and i both do insurance restoration work but not in the same capacity that RoofClaim.com does and not in the same methods that they use so it's you know Very easy to see why people who work for the insurance industry would be like yeah We don't want their name slapped on a massive stadium. That's on national television
3: No, not at all Uh, It's definitely a red flag and not only that with these new laws in place there There has to be a question and This may be one reason why UCF is slowing down is Are they going to be able to maintain? that sponsorship deal over the term of the contract you're talking a 15 year deal mm-hmm. so that's a, that's a long a long deal for a company that's not very proven as far as the the market you know they used specific laws that were that were allowed that have now been largely changed so it's very possible that they could fall apart we don't we don't know that's purely speculation but you know the market is changing because of the the law changes Mm -hmm. And to put them on the hook 15 years, $35 million, when you actually don't know how they're going to handle the market changes is a very big risk. Um, Yeah. Because, you know, you're, you got an RFP out there, you know, requesting for proposal. You're looking for names. You may end up having to settle back for something a little less ambitious, you know, not 35 million, maybe it's 20 or 25, but at least you may end up with someone who's going to be a little more stable. I mean, I think do – I, do I think that roof claim is is overextending themselves a bit on, on the, the name? Not necessarily on their financials, but definitely in the market. Uh, with this deal, UCF would be the fourth largest in terms of dollars per year on stadium rights deals. And, and keep in mind, stadium naming rights are largely done by a group of five schools. Power five schools usually don't need to. um, they either got a name from a very large donation like say Ben Hill Griffin Stadium in Gainesville or or just choose not to Uh, however we're starting to see that change a little bit USC has a big naming rights deal Washington has Texas has one that's coming due next year and they're probably going to get a nice big increase on their next deal that will probably dwarf anything that's currently out there but the group of five schools they need that revenue and UCF actually tried to rush this deal out the door originally and tried to beat out the bowl game. They wanted the announcement right before the bowl game. And, and I think they actually the, made the wiser decision. Slow down, take your time. Make sure that any concern is covered, that you know you, you see the longevity of this company to make it through the long haul. And if not, go find someone who will. Because the last thing you want is seven, eight years into a deal. It's a fizzle. And the companies that you wanted all have gone somewhere else.
0: Hey, uh, Andrew, this is Todd here. Uh, let me just ask you real quick. Isn't seven or eight years with roofclaim.com giving up $2.3 million a year? Isn't, isn't that a win for UCF? I mean, I'm sure there's going to be somebody who's on, you know, at about the spectrum level that we can always jump back with but this is like a, a marquee deal that is so much over market than anybody else is collecting. Why, why wouldn't we go with that
3: even if we could squeeze seven years out of them? Because you're, well, the, you're making uh, the assumption that there will be a, a, a spectrum that would be there to kind of bail UCF out of, the, of that situation. Uh, there, it's very possible, you, know, you go seven, eight years at the 2.3 as opposed to get the 15 at two. And then you're stuck two, three years getting nothing. Your budget's completely fragged at that point uh, because the school works on a year-to-year basis. They're, they're banking on the dollars. You know, Schools like UCF don't have the room to handle something going com- really wrong. And, and that's, something that, that's about as wrong as you can get as far as a financial disaster.
2: And you can also make the argument that in a point in a position like that, where if roofclaim.com did fold, because as you mentioned, that that's kind of the nature of this industry is it's kind of feast or famine. And you know, things are great when there's a hurricane Irma and in massive hailstorms, and there's a lot of work to be done. But the moment that dries up and there hasn't been a couple of storms like Florida had, what ten years between hurricanes, it becomes a little bit harder to maintain that model. And you know, you have a deal that lasts for eight years and then it folds, and then suddenly you're a target for people to lowball you because they know you're desperate. Well, my point is, right now we're with Spectrum for about seven, eight hundred thousand dollars
0: a year. If we went with them for seven or eight more years, it would be what five million compared to you know sixteen million that we'd be collecting from RoofClaim.com. So. For me I think that the risk is is worth it in this case for that much money. Now, I don't want the stadium to be called roofclaim.com. That that's not a great name for a stadium and, you know, it's a Jasper company which Jasper doesn't have the best reviews online and but, you know, Spectrum doesn't have the best reviews online either. They're the worst company known to me. <laughs> I hate them so much. They've ripped me off for thousands. Same, same. <laughs> so I what what I'm kind of picking up though that you're saying is Perhaps there is somebody in the insurance industry who is asking for a favor from somebody on the UCF board, and maybe that's why this deal is getting shut down. Is that what you might be
3: alluring to, Andrew? It's, potential, it's, it's very much a potential uh, case. Uh, my family experienced that firsthand. My dad's a jeweler and uh, ran an ad once in a national magazine, and some of the national players like Zales basically told Rolex, stop selling to these guys because they got mad. And Rolex pulled the contract. The business ended up going under. It does happen. Uh, I mean, it's it's all backdoor at this you know backdoor channels at this point. Uh, but uh, one of the gentlemen on Twitter who was doing a lot of sleuthing made a very interesting discovery. Uh, roof claim or, or not roof claim the the brokerage in which these these gentlemen are associated with made some changes to their website and scrubbed a few names. I did However if you that. if you look up news articles, there there's stuff out there from various newspapers that still have the names tied together. So I mean there's, when there's smoke, there could be fire. As I said, it's still early. We're all speculating because this is what we do. otherwise we have nothing you know nothing going on in the silly season. But (laughs) there's definitely (laughs) a reason – there's definite reason to be concerned of whether there's something that's not kosher going on against Roof Claim despite the fact that Roof Claim's reputation is not the most sterling.
2: I think that's a great point, and that's all. I mean, great insider information. We uh, really appreciate it, Andrew. Are you a UCF fan yourself?
3: Uh, UCF alum. You you can finish class of 2006, and (laughs) you can catch – uh, my work, uh, I recently moved my UCF related work to uh, Black and Gold Banner A. So, uh, oh, you write for the Banner a?
2: I did not know yeah. that. That's awesome. Okay, I'll definitely be looking out for, for your stuff for sure.
3: Yeah, well, I, I was going to do it a couple years ago, and timing wasn't good. And I worked with another site, but you know, Jeff, Sharon, and I are friends. And I reached out to them and said, hey, you know, now's the time. So I already got one piece out there, and I'm looking forward to doing more as we get towards next season. And you know, go there, check it out. I'm on Twitter, Stat boy Drew. I'll troll anyone. I'll bring it on. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now but, we'll
2: make sure to definitely keep out for your stuff and being that you know you're obviously gonna be in the UCF media aspect of talking about sports. We'll definitely try to bring you on more often. If you'd like to come in and talk basketball, baseball, and of course football next season. We'd love to have you.
3: Absolutely, bring it on.
2: Okay, sounds great, man. Well thank you for joining us for your time, for your information. It's great and uh go and charge on, man.
3: Charge on. You guys take care. You too, man. Charge Thanks. <laughs>
0: Well, all right. Well, I mean, there's some good inside information about what's going on with the stadium. Uh, good to know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if that stuff pans out to you know what he was talking about. If there really are some some names here that might be in hot water pretty soon with the fan base. Yeah,
2: that's what a lot of people are looking for. They just want. They're just demanding answers because they're looking to see like, is this something that's shady? Like, is this just? Are we being screwed out of millions of dollars for no reason? Or is there any kind of legitimacy to all the speculation that everyone's having? Because it's, it's kind of split really well down the middle right now. If you go to the Twitter, you go oh, to yeah. the boards, people were pissed on both sides because a lot of them are rightfully saying, well, why wasn't roofclaim.com an issue? five years ago and we saw him on the backdrop of the, of the and, and you can make the exact argument. Yeah. Why weren't they? Because I wasn't happy to see Jasper up there, but <laughs> again, I, I work for a roofing company and was a competitor. So that's why I'm not happy. Cause I'd rather to see Carol Bradford on there. Hint, hint Stephen <laughs> Barnett. If you'd like to get in on that game, you <laughs> stupid Gator fan, please do that. But with that said, you know what I mean? Like it's, th- you know, it, it's, that's just how it is. You know, um, it, are they is it shady is it you know something that we should all be concerned about maybe but again it's all speculation and i'm not one to just throw crap out there and see if it sticks to the wall. Hopefully yeah. we'll have some answers soon.
1: Anything that involves politicians is shady. So. Oh, absolutely. That's a very <laughs> but wise that's a, that's words. It's another, that's another uh, topic for discussion. As <laughs> <a> wise <laughs> words from an O-line coach.
0: As a former player, does that, does the name of the stadium matter at all to you? Or it's just, not, not really. It, I, mean, I mean, if this news was going on while you were playing. Not this. really.
1: When I, when I first got up here, I was like, I don't know what the hell Bryce Bright House is, but <laughs> I was like, the stadium is cool. So I was doing, it. and then they changed it to spectrum. And I was like, it's still Bright House, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't
2: think I don't think I called it Spectrum until in like the last two years.
0: And I think yeah, all
2: the fans just call it the bounce house anyway.
0: Yeah, it doesn't exact. really yeah. matter
1: what name is on there.
0: I still think we should be the dungeon. <laughs> yeah, that, there, that would be pretty bad. They just connect. They. I was driving by. Uh, God, what is that place right next to Four Rivers? What's that? Um, Which one? It's it's uh, like in a late Winter night park club here? for 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 kids here. Oh the, the, uh, oh, the
1: pub. The night library.
0: Night library. Yeah. They they just, wait, time out. You didn't know You didn't remember library I didn't When I went to school here The library was not <laughs> oh, that's there That's right You're, you're yeah, old it I over forget over about plazas. that <laughs> yeah. You're old The library was over With the Yeah. plazas Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, You're right, you're right. Um, But To my point They named part of that The dungeon So like to the yeah. left of it It says yeah. the dungeon Yeah it's like They're like funny. nicer club um, Well it's we not. got We got a little more news here You know the magic We always talk about The Orlando magic They just went on
2: A big road trip Yeah Yeah um, they beat the Lakers. Not- I, well, I, eat, I I will eat crow on that one because I believe I said, I came out and was like that they were going to beat the Kings and Suns. And then they would lose back-to-back in L.A. See, and was, I
0: thought you said they might beat the Lakers. I I'm did,
2: giving you credit for no, that. No, I did say they might beat the Lakers uh, because um, uh, A.D. was out. Yeah, Anthony Davis was hurt, and he's still hurt. But I, I said Kawhi was going to skin us alive, yeah. and he did. He did. Um, I, but I will eat that. say that I thought we were going to beat the crap out of the Suns, and we didn't. And then I think we squeaked by the Kings. Yeah. So it was like one of those, like, I don't know. And we just beat Charlotte the other
0: night. Mm-hmm. So not a bad road trip. I mean, those are always tough. And yeah. And
2: are we, hold on, I'm going to uh, as we continue talking, I'm going to take a look at, to see what our current record is, because I didn't do that yet. And then Charles
1: knows who we play tomorrow night, right?: Yeah, uh, They play Oklahoma City Thunder, and then I believe it's the Celtics on Friday, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Still under 500. Still okay. under five, we, we, are we, we still can't. at number seven?
2: Or we are. We're still at number seven, and we have a three game, um, a three-game lead at number seven, but we're hovering at six and four in our last 10. And I think we're going to be stuck under $500 a year. Now, where are
1: my Miami Heat? (laughs) You're you're Miami
2: Heat. Are you from South
1: Florida? Yeah, I'm from South Florida originally. What part? Uh, Delray Beach. Okay. That's actually good. That's
2: a good football football area.
1: same city as Traquan Smith. And uh, yeah, we've had quite a few uh, big time guys come out of there. Um,
2: But yeah, the Heat right now are still number two. You're at 30 and 13. So you're one game above the Raptors right now. Yeah, they're doing it. Doing it whatever. Did they beat the Magic the last time they played?
0: I they did remember. not. They oh. actually, they actually got smacked. Oh. But,
1: but I will tell you this: we we always drop one like randomly to you guys in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And, this is uh, true. I've got tickets to the February first game, so I'll be there, and uh, I'm sure they'll win for well, them. Well, I hope
0: we line up in like a seven-two like playoff situation. Oh yeah, we were talking oh, about being amazing. Be, I would, that would love that sweet. series. I would yeah. go. I would go to every single game. We've never had a big series between. Those two teams, no, I haven't in the, the postseason. So, no.
2: Not that I can remember. So I mean, when no. they were
0: really good, we weren't very good. When we were good, they Same, weren't very really yeah. good. So that would were, be pretty sweet. It would be cool if we had a nice series. Um, It'd be really cool because I mean, the be... fans. I mean, when I go when I go watch the Heat, it's usually when the Magic are bad. But I'll go watch it, and half the stadium will be the Heat because yeah, the Heat are correct. doing well. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it'll be a fun atmosphere. Yeah. So.
1: I, I, what was really cool was I went to uh, Dwayne Wade's last game in Orlando. Oh, that's um, cool. And it. It didn't, obviously there was a lot of Heat fans, a lot of Dwayne Weed fans, but when they introduced him and he was going to the game, it was Magic fans and Heat fans, they all just erupted, and they are like, thank you, Dwayne, and they mm-hmm. were chanting, and it was, it was awesome. Like You got to respect it, a player like Dwayne. Yeah, like, I, like I loved
2: going. watching him play. He was just a warrior. Yeah. Uh, his career probably would have lasted an extra five years if he did not go as hard as he did for his first 10,
0: because right. he was a
1: beast. Yeah.
2: Well, speaking of beast, uh, Markel Fultz has been playing oh very well. He is—he's starting to really look like we won that trade, like and then some. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I love Fultz. That could be a, a big move for the Magic that they made last year. You know, Fultz is getting and better. The next better. move is
2: we got to re-sign him long term. Yeah. Well, no. you know, where's that kid's head at? Is he is yeah, he how starting much to, money does he want? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, and that's the problem. Our cap space is not the best situation. Right. We're like in the top ten of most like cap being used by sports teams. Period. Um, like like across all sports, yeah. not just basketball, like. Basketball, baseball, football, soccer. Um, so you combine that with you know the fact that he's going to want a lot of money, and does he want to be in a place like Orlando? Is he is he the kind of kid that's looking at New York, L.A., Chicago, Miami? So we need to keep him. He's he's one of those players that you you better move someone around if you yeah. have to. But you gonna need gonna to say, keep him. You no, know, Pat Riley's going to go after
1: him. Oh, absolutely.
2: <laughs> you can't let him make it. You can't let him get to the free agency market. It'll be the end of days.
0: Well, while we're talking basketball, let's talk about UCF basketball, mm-hmm. which. Has been miserable for a little while, but the last two games, we've been uh, pretty exciting. We were able to
2: pretty much trash Tulane, into Tulane. Oh, yeah. Which... That, the score didn't even, like, represent <laughs> the game. Like, we should have won by, like, 40.
0: Yeah, that that was surprising, the way that we've been playing, where we kind of stay close with all the teams, but we blow it late. Um, you know, that was not the case What So, the, what we say
2: is, like, the six-minute mark is usually when the ties start turning <laughs> yeah. for UCF? Yeah. yeah, we start really screwing up.
0: But, you know, we had our rival this weekend usf they came in in their flaming green uniforms
2: oh, <laughs> and, so gross and
0: uh it's super close game the whole game uh i pretty much ucf was behind the whole game but it was close 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 at the end uh milan hit that big three uh you know it was looking grim we were down by five with like two minutes left your boy yeah and uh, your boy milan came up clutch and uh and uh, uh, who's our point guard again?
2: Ingram. Ingram played oh, he's really, really, he's really like well. A, he's like a point forward. Yeah. I think our point guard's really... I mean... God, who is our point guard? De Jesus, I guess, would be like... Or you can say is our best point guard. Well, and then uh, and then it was Ingram right at the end who
0: got kind of a phantom foul call that, uh, that put us ahead. And uh, we were able to fight him off there for the last possession and won the game. It's always... Great when you can beat your rival, especially when that rival is a uh, a South Florida team that's not in South Florida. So, Mm -hmm. and then the girls were able to do it too the next day. They did. So, clean girls basketball
2: is having a good year. So I mean, like across. I mean, and hopefully that will segue into our next team that's having a great year. Yeah. Well, I think this is the
0: team you're talking about, but we just uh, we won another national championship with our cheer team, edging out Alabama by half a point. To win the national
2: championship in cheer. Third national title in team history. So you got 2003, 2007, 2020. That's awesome. And if you know, I mean, I'm not like an expert in cheer. I'm one of those guys that goes on Wikipedia and just digs myself into rabbit holes. But it's basically like Kentucky, 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 UCF, Kentucky, 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 UCF, Kentucky, 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 that's all it is.
1: It's always Alabama, Kentucky, and UCF at the top. Exactly. We're
2: always big three. So I think it's a little, it's kind of like... Some kind of weird, twisted, great thing where yeah. in twenty twenty UCF's number one and Alabama's number two. I love it.
0: <laughs> well, it was a good uh, good year for them. Um that's about all I got for for news this week. Yeah, now, I mean
2: we got uh so we got two other things I just want to talk about. One is obviously like we have a little bit of NFL. Something about the Super Bowl happening in two weeks. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know, we had some really good playoff games with I mean, did you watch any of the NFL playoffs?
0: I watched when I when the UCF guys were still playing. I watched. You know, the Bills went out the first round, so I lost a lot of interest. And then, and then, uh, you know, the Seahawks didn't didn't make it through. Uh, yeah, I was
2: rooting for Seattle. So yeah. I was hoping that New Orleans finished. blew it there. Did you watch the game that that blew, uh, blew my mind? Was the Houston Kansas City game? Yes, twenty four nothing after the first quarter, and then Kansas City ends up winning like fifty two to. The, or something yeah something like that, like that. Something they just straight yeah. slaughtered houston it was insane I'd, i i've never seen anything like it yeah I'm i'm just looking over we've got our we've got my buddy finn my dog who i don't know if you heard the squeaking in this episode but he randomly decided to get every single toy that he has that has a squeaker and try squeaking it throughout this entire episode <laughs> and now he won't leave charles alone as he tries getting him to play with his only non-squeaking toy so I'm just looking over at that because it's kind of funny. But, yeah, NFL, um, we got the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. We've got um, – who made it on the NFC? The uh, 49ers. 49ers. Yep. Very interesting game. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you saw the cool tweet out that uh, uh, Joe Montana put out, I but he been. was like, my team's going to win the Super Bowl, and he's got his his Chiefs jersey on the wall and his 49ers jersey right next to each other. <laughs> so he's yep. not lying. But, uh, and you guys got a pick on who's going to win the Super Bowl?
0: Um No. No, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to watch it. I mean, I'm going to go to the party and party, but I'm not
1: going to really I watch can't watch game. it.
2: I'm going to be in Hawaii, but uh, I don't know, I'm just going to throw that out the there. Anyway, but besides I think, that.
1: I think it's going to be coming down to uh, which San Francisco defense shows up. Because mm. you know, Kansas City, they're going to put up 20, 30-something points. Easy. And so it's – and obviously they're going to run the ball. They're going to control the, the game. So if, if their defense can get some crucial stops – it's gonna be a tough time, but I think the Chiefs are gonna are gonna take it. That's I have the Chiefs too. I, I want to go with 49ers because I, I believe in the old adage, you know, defense wins championships. But I just I don't know. Mahomes is too yeah. much.
2: It's so. really hard to bet against that kid. He is yeah. just an unreal athlete. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs too. I'm gonna to, I'll get I'll give it Chiefs thirty eight twenty one. That that'll be my score for the Super Bowl. So well, I'm, I'm gonna lock that in. Who
0: played the Chiefs last week?
2: It was uh, Chiefs versus Titans. It was Tennessee, right? Yeah. And I mean, they the... were
0: ahead by a bunch. And I, oh, yeah. I remember watching yeah, like, the first I think quarter. 10, yeah. I hate thinking, Tennessee so much. Yeah, and thinking like, James is going to kill himself.
2: I, w- I turned on the game and I almost <laughs> did. I like walked into the bathroom and I was staring at a bunch of ibuprofen. I was like, I'm going to eat this whole bottle. And then, thankfully the Chiefs came through for <laughs> me. It for pulled it it. They pulled it out because I hate them so much. I'm a Jacksonville fan. If you didn't know, oh, yeah, Charles, I know but yeah. I just hate Titans so much. I feel bad for Chris, though. I know Chris was really sad. He turned on Madden and like probably scored like 100 points on them out of (laughs) pure (laughs) anger. Um, So, yeah, I I definitely have that. I think it's going to be a good Super Bowl. I think those are two historic teams. And just fun fact, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl 50 years to this year. So Mm -hmm. it would have been 50 years between their Super Bowl appearances. They won it on my birthday in 1970. So fun little fact. (laughs) Um, so we got that. And then finally, we're going to you know, talk here for a couple minutes because we do have our lovely guest speaker, Charles. Um, just kind of wanted to give him a little bit of room to talk about himself, his experience at UCF. We'll shoot him some questions. Uh, fun fact, he is a high school football coach local in the area. Coaches at East River High School, where I used to coach from, I believe, 2009 until about 2015. And now I coach at Lake Howell, who's in the same district Correct. as Charles. Okay. So you know, we're going to see each other. We saw each other this year. Uh, I was actually out of the country during that game. I could not be there. Yeah, well, so, I was
1: wondering where you were. <laughs> yeah, I was.
2: I was out. I had I had some uh, some foreign plans, unfortunately, that were way precedented over um, uh, over the uh, actual season. And I had some work stuff that was included in that. But it was still an awesome experience to just. I mean, I, I saw some of the stuff. I know there was a little controversy over yeah, that game. I yeah. heard I heard the stories. So I'm gonna try to walk away from that game. But obviously, I'll, we'll see you guys again this year. So uh, you want to talk a little bit about you know your experience at UCF and how you got here and everything like that.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I, I, like we said, I'm from South Florida, so I grew up Dolphin fan, Heat fan, Marlins fan. I know two of those three are. Pray for me, please. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I played high school ball with a bunch of freak athletes. You know, coming from South Florida, it's you know I played with four star D tackle went to Florida State, a kid who went to Syracuse and led the the nation in kick return yardage at one point. So it wasn't a lack of recruiting, but. Um, yeah, I, for whatever reason, came out of high school 6'5", 285, good grades, didn't, didn't quite get recruited that well. Um, At 6'5",
2: 285? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I yeah. should tell you everything about recruiting sometimes. Yeah, man.
1: so, I mean, it was, you know, it is what it is. Um, I really started to get down and everything, and but then I found Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, 11 and so I just believe that, you know, God had a plan for me, and along came Coach uh, Danny Barrett, who is actually from the same area, Lake Worth. Yeah. Um, Lake Worth High School, and he, you know, he said, look, we don't really have any scholarships available, but we'll take this preferred walk-on, jumped at the opportunity, um, and actually, funny story, real quick, uh, side story, uh, when I committed to coming here for preferred walk-on, I was retaking, uh, one of the, the, ACT, SAT, and Traquan Smith was in the same uh, testing room as me, Oh, that's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, we, we knew you know we knew each other growing up and everything, but he went to a different high school, um, and so the test was at my high school, and the proctor was like this, she was basically an academic advisor, kind of helped us along, you know, when the crews came, they talked to her first, and she was like, hey, you know, you guys were wonderful, if you need help getting into colleges, blah, 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 this and that, we can help you. And she was like, and, you know, I helped Mr. Sprinkle out, get to UCF, and... You know, now everybody's looking at me all awkwardly, like, "Who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, no, Trey Kwan came up to me afterwards, and he was like, "Yo, man, I didn't know you were going to UCF." I said, "Yeah, man, it's a great program." Blah 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 blah. He's "All right, cool." And then two days later, he committed to UCF. Nice. So are don't, you, you were the influence. I don't want to say I'm the reason why everybody loves Trey Kwan. But, I mean, hey. I,
2: I think you need to bring that up with him.
0: Then. I That's think nice. I to yeah.
1: bring him here. So. We'll,
2: we'll get him on the show back, Trey yeah. Kwan. We got a question. Yeah. We got Charles here. Yeah. Is he the reason why we love you?
1: Nah, he was, no, but uh, Coach Barrett was recruiting him pretty hard, too. And he was already high up on UCF. So, I mean, I think it just kind of, you know, whether – like I said, whether it did or not, he probably just was a little reassuring knowing that, you know, hey, this kid is also going to be there. And But anyway, so I came to UCF, and obviously, like I said, I was a walk-on. Um, and after two years, Coach O'Leary had some extra scholarships to give out, and I was one of the, the lucky few. And it's awesome because I didn't have the, you know, like those famous videos you see on ESPN all the time, but, mm-hmm. but I did have that moment because um, I was sitting on my couch getting ready for mentally preparing for summer workouts and and i got a text message from our uh, position coach at the time who was um uh what's his name damn anyway oh i know him uh damn, yeah damn johnson right? yeah <laughs> uh, it was uh, alan alan mogridge uh texting me he was like hey man need you just stay after the team meeting today i was like and i'm looking back i'm like damn i didn't get arrested i haven't done anything wrong i was like what did i do <laughs> so stayed after and you know you, you know He's meeting with me. Coach Keys meeting with me. O'Leary's meeting with me, and like, look, we got some extra scholarships, and we're gonna put you on on scholarship, and and uh, so obviously I got happy. I still had to go work out, which sucked, but <laughs> I ran into the indoor, and everybody's like, "What'd they say?" And I was like, "I'm on scholarship," and they just lost their minds. Like it was like, like literally the drill stopped for like 30 seconds because it was a damn party in the indoor. <laughs> and, oh, that's uh, awesome. So it was, yeah, it was awesome, but... What um, what changes for you when you get on scholarship? What's the... So, I mean, essentially, when you're a preferred walk-on, you're pretty much on the team already. You don't have to necessarily try out, Uh but you got to pay all these bills, and you got all... You know, you've got housing coming after you, sending you a bill. You got, you know, food if you, you know, if you have a meal plan that's coming after you, uh, you're getting a tuition bill. Um, When you go on scholarship, essentially, all that gets taken care of for you. um, You meet with the academic advisor... And they say, yeah, I'm signing you up for this class, this class, and that class. If, you know, oh, you want to do this major, okay, then you're going to be put in, you know, fit, you know kinesiology, because I was sports and exercise science major. And I was like, don't know what that is, but let's do it, sure. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and they just, they pretty much just kind of treat you like a child necessarily. It's like, hey, okay, this is where you need to be. This is what you need to pick up. And, you know, you kind of figure it out from there. Um but
0: how long does that take to kick in? I mean, are you going into uh, meal plan the next day with it? Yeah, pretty. It was card? pretty
1: much immediately because um, I was put on scholarship about. I say it was like late July, right before the season, and the semester started like a couple weeks later because we still had to go through camp. Yeah. And And uh, it's funny because one of the days of camp, uh, I, I forget what I did, but O'Leary like yelled at me. He's like, "Yeah, I'll, give, I'll take away that scholarship as quick as I gave it to you." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like that's like all right. that's like your dad yeah.
0: telling you he's yeah. gonna oh, take away yeah. your life because he <laughs> yeah. gave it to you exactly <laughs> yeah. um
2: so if you don't mind me I, since i was in the same program as you was i was also sports and exercise science went right. back when it was called sports and fitness right
1: um who was your favorite teacher oh it's got to be uh coach red nice. mike red yeah yeah, yeah I, l- I love that guy he was he was awesome yeah uh, i had him for i think it was two classes um and the first class i had him with like he didn't – He I kind of already knew him. He kind of already knew me because he had worked with the football program before. And then, like, a couple of years later, I took his class. And he was like, you, you play football, right? And I was like, yeah. He was like, he was like This class is at, like, one thirty. I was like, yeah, like, we get done with practice, like, noon. He was like, dude, if you ever need, like, extra time to get to class, like, obviously don't take advantage of it. But if you're, like, running 15 minutes late because you got to eat or you got to, you know, down a shake, like, cool with it, bro. He's like, I, I understand, like, I get it. So, I mean, he was, just aside from that, like, his, his lectures were just interesting to, to, you know, be involved in. He was one of those teachers that really engaged the students and, mm-hmm. and really brought up discussions. And sometimes he'd be like, we're going to pause our lecture because this is a great debate we need to talk about. So, nice. Yeah, it That was awesome. Did you ever have any classes with Dr. Duke? I think I had, I want to say one with him. Okay. He was yeah. awesome.
2: I, loved I had that. a couple of classes yeah, with was... Dr. Duke after
0: lunch. <laughs> I would, uh.
2: Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Nobody gets that. All oh, right. Lord. Um, so uh, I guess uh, another question that we, you're now obviously in coaching. So yeah. uh, What made you decide that? Well, at least as an athlete, what was your turning point where you said that's now what I want to do? Like it was the same for me. For me, yeah. it was I, there was just something that clicked with it that made me. I mean, obviously, you have love of the sport, but right. what was your turning point where you're like, you know what, I really want to get involved in coaching?
1: Um, I think the earliest sign was when I was in high school. There was at one point where we didn't have an offensive line coach and our O-line coach was, or our O-line coach was basically the head coach, Mm -hmm. but obviously he had XYZ to take care of as well. Mm -hmm. And the coach was like, you're a senior, you're the captain of the team, like you're all this, you're, you know, take care of, you know, the the bag drills, take care of this and, you know, you know what needs to be done. Then I'll come over at some point and, you know, I'll start putting you guys through drills and go over things that we need to go through. Um, And then it was, like, around the time of the Cure Bowl, so 2016, I was, like, I kind of came to terms with reality. I was, like, look, I don't know if the NFL is going to work out, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know. I was, like, there's guys like Chris Martin, Jordan, Justin McRae. They are just tenfold better than me, and they're still trying to get in the league. Like, it was, like, I believe it was almost three, four years after they had left and they're still trying to like establish themselves in the league, and I was like, dude, I don't know if I'm if, if I want to be doing that, like traveling all the way up to Winnipeg, Canada, and mm-hmm. living, you know, living like how the Rock used to live, just to make it in the NFL like eh. that. Not I, for everybody. I, yeah, I want to go make some money. <laughs> I wanna I want to go get back, and and uh, so you know, I was always pretty smart with the game, and I was always you know wanting to help, uh, you know, like the. Some of the guys that were next to me, younger than me, older than me, uh, like Jake Brown, he was one of the guys that I always, like, you know, when he was in the games, I was like, hey, dude, like, you're dipping your head too much when pass sets. you need to keep it back. You know, you got to do this, this, and that. And he'd go out there and do it, and we'd make plays, score touchdowns. It was awesome. Heck so, yeah.
2: <laughs> heck yeah. Um, and so, finally, the last thing is, do you have any really good – O'Leary stories because obviously we, we've heard we, we know about Hypol yeah you know, we, and obviously yeah. unfortunately we didn't get a chance to play for Hypo, but we we heard a lot about Frost and my favorite is just because obviously the stark contrast between Frost yeah. being kind of a player's coach and O'Leary being O'Leary do you have right. any like good stories that you can um, tell that'd be funny?
1: What I'm gonna do is actually I'm not gonna do one where he was a where he was an a hole. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do one where he, <laughs> Too easy, actually, right? where he was actually kind of cool because you know a lot of people don't they don't see the the side where he was actually. A uh, really cool dude, and and not you know this you know kind of a dickhead to everybody. Um, so uh, there was a summer workouts. Um, we worked out in the afternoon, except for Friday mornings. Friday mornings mm-hmm. we worked out in the, in the morning. Um, and I was working on. So I was still a walk on. I was working out with the walk on group. And one of my buddies called me Rob Savo. He calls me. He's like, Dude, you're not gonna believe it. Only we canceled workouts. And I'm like, I just woke up, I'm like, Are you serious? Can you say that again? It's eight o'clock in the morning. I'm like, Can you say that again? He was like, Oh, you guys work I, like you hear a party going on in the background. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, All right. So I I wake up my roommate, uh, Jared Warren at the time and hey man, we, we gotta go. We gotta go. Where are we going? We're going to the, the, the Wayne Dench. Like it's something's going on. So we get there early, we get dressed. Everybody's already because 'cause they're already out, you know getting ready for a happy hour at the pub. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we, you know, we, we, we could dress, we sit out there. Cause we used to, we used to sort of get there early just to, you know, like I said, mentally prepare for the hell that awaited. Um, and we're sitting there outside the indoor facility, which at the time was not air conditioned. So in the summer sucked. Um, and uh, yeah, O'Leary comes walking down and he's like, how you guys doing? And we're like, oh. Doing, doing good, coach. Uh, how, how are you? He's, and he he starts talking about you know his grandkids and just starts talking about life. And he's like, you know, at the time that's when the the Shabazz Napier rule just came into effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like, he was like, hey, you know, I'm gonna be able to start feeding you guys, and you know that's gonna be good because it's gonna you know, put more money in your pocket, you know, and I'm gonna be able to take care of you guys a little bit more. Like, yeah, that's awesome. He's like, you guys have been you guys have been working hard. You, you you've been doing a good job. And he's like don't tell anybody this so I think I'm going to cancel you guys workouts I was like I kind of already knew that but yes thank you yes awesome <laughs> so we go in there and you know he does his whole little speech with Ed Ellis he's like you know coach you know have they been working hard like, yes coach yes coach uh, Ed Ellis is now at Georgia with uh, his protege Scott Sinclair and you know so they're the guys that, I don't know if you've seen their videos they've been doing insane challenges oh i've seen that yeah yeah so you know he's yes sir they've been working real hard blah blah, blah this and that and and uh, he's like okay i want you to do 10 100 sprints and then get out of here except for the freshman <laughs> so they are like yeah <laughs> we're like, like yeah we run those 10 sprints as fast as we could we got out of there and we partied just like the other group and then another quick little story um there was a math test i had to take in the middle of the season it was right before the Tulsa game, 2014, and uh, and the only time I could take it was nine o'clock in the morning, and practice started at ten. And I was like, I was like, I gotta miss, you know, the scout team meeting. So, go to him, coach, you know, explain the whole situation. And he's like, he's like, yeah, no, no problem. Just let you know, let the GAs know, let the coaches know, and everything. And you know, you know, as long as you make it back for practice, we're good. He's like, you've been doing a good job. I mean, keep an eye on you. You've been, you know, giving the defense. A lot of problems, a lot of hell. So, let's see if we can get you on a trip soon. You know, because at the time, scout team players, you know, they don't they don't travel. Mm -hmm. They only allowed so many players to take. And so, if you travel, you're a scout team player and you travel with the team, you did something really good, or you were special teams as well. So, that yeah, that Thursday they put the bag in front of my locker, which meant I was traveling. And yeah, he he took me, and you know, he recognized the the effort I was putting in on scout team and. He was a man of his word, and you know, he, like I said, he was real cool about it. He was like, "Yeah, you know, academics come first. And but, but yeah, another quick funny story. I know I can go on for days with this guy <laughs> about the stories. But when he when he retired, um, it was kind of kind of a weird moment because you know that whole 2015 season was yeah. just horrible. Um, and finding out from ESPN first was just I don't know. I, I – that's that wasn't his decision. It was definitely the way the school handled it. But um, he came into the meeting room. And he's like, "Man, sure you probably already heard by now, but I'm retiring. Get your degrees." And just walked out. Wow. And we we're like, "What?" Like we knew what he was about to say, but we are like, "What the hell just happened?" Wow. And then yeah, Barrett just walks up, and we, like you could tell like it was it was hurting him. Like it, he just he didn't want to leave, but like, so, you know, a bunch of us, we went into the office. We're like, you know, thanks for the opportunity. Like, because as you see with some of the recruits that we get, you know, not everybody is trying to recruit us. Mm-hmm. So we were like, you know, thanks for the opportunity. Appreciate everything you've done for us. And, you know, like I said, it was after I was put on scholarships. I was like, you know, thanks for taking the chance. I mean, you know, giving me, you know, everything I've got right now. So, I mean, it was, it was kind of a heartbreaking moment. Like, it was one of those things where, the public really hated him, but he, you know, and you know maybe some of the players did too. Mm-hmm. But he took care of us. You know what I'm saying? He he knew how to win. He knew how to how to take care of us, and and we loved him for it. So
2: I think it's pretty awesome to hear that because I mean I I was always trying to be a GOL supporter. I mean he was a guy yeah. that came into a program that unfortunately yeah. he went winless, and, but and he should be yeah. And yeah. We, we and we and, and we were on the track to be that way anyway. I mean yeah. obviously Khrushchev had a bad end of his year and George Leary inherited that mess right. and took us to Heights. That really, that's when UCF football yeah. started.
1: I mean, people think that UCF started in
2: 2017. No, it started in 2014. He,
1: he did a lot for that, for that program. Like just as soon as he got there, he, you know, just the amount of facilities he built, the, the, the way, the way he took the program from almost essentially a still one double A program to what it mm-hmm. is now. Like he, he definitely helped. Um, you know get the program to where it is today
2: um, absolutely so. so I mean I mean that's awesome It's again it's refreshing to hear that for, for all, the fl- all the flack that people want to give O'Leary and, and all, the, all, all the stuff that needs to be pointed to obviously rightfully so for what right. Frost was able to elevate us to and what Hypo is right. sustaining for us to be but it's nice to hear the other side where you can hear that a man that a lot of people do have a little bit of ire for whether it's rightfully so or not it's pretty cool so I'll give it that. And Todd, you got anything?
0: No, I mean, I've never been an O'Leary hater. When did he come in, 2005 or so? Uh, or well, f-
2: 2003, I think. 2003, 2003. four. Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, and I mean, I I remember the 17-game losing streak when he came in and, and snapping that against Marshall. So I've, I've always liked the man. I've never had a problem with him. Um, his last year there, I think – I think we all felt like he needed to step back earlier than he did yeah, just because yeah.
1: he was. Yeah, but there's a lot going on. I, and ex- exactly. We don't know
0: everything, but mm-hmm. I, from what our the fans perspective was, he was trying to slip into an AD role as well. And it, we just kind of felt like he was overwhelmed and maybe someone else was ready to take it in a new direction. But the things that he did for our program, you know, are just Immeasurable. I mean, he got an on-campus stadium for us. He got everybody behind the team. I used to not even go into the games when the when it was yeah, under the I yeah. school. I'll just party throughout the game. You know, and just they'd fire off the cannons every time we'd score, but we'd never actually go in because and we sucked. But once O'Leary came, we he got a good season, and then like you said, sometimes a bad season, but then a few good seasons and. We and then a bad. A, and then yeah. a few good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, But everything he did was was positive for us, for agreed. sure. Agreed, agreed. So I thank him for lying on his resume to at Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. Would have never happened without Absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> he, ch- he
2: changed the game in a lot of ways. So uh, we're going to wrap things up here. Charles, coach, thanks for joining us, man. It was great to having yeah. you on. It's thank awesome. Always good to hear some insight. And, you know, we're looking uh, – we want to bring your buddy Rob on sometime. And okay. what I really want to try to do at some point is maybe try to do, like, a big – um like round table where we can get like you and rob maybe even reach back out to aaron try to get like a bunch of people and have like a really good like group session but i think it'd be gotcha. really fun yeah that might be dangerous yeah that's <laughs> gonna say, i mean like, put a put some beers in the middle of the yeah. table i just oh, want to yeah. hear some stories and put a and guys just, advisory warning on yeah, the next, exactly on the next episode that'll be a good one. <laughs> but so, uh, so i mean you can reach out and um you can find uh coach sprenkel on uh twitter he's at coach underscore Sprinkle it's spelled s-p-r-e-n-k-e-l so give him a look, give him a follow, give him a shout out. Uh, you can obviously find us on social media. We're at, th- at Three Night Bender is our main page. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can reach out to Todd at at HauserTube. You can find me at at Coach Boozos, all one. And you can also uh, reach out to Andrew, who's apparently writing for the Black and Gold banneret now. He's uh, at at Stat Boy Drew. So uh, some social media shout outs so you can kind of find. Uh, all of us that talk today and if you want to have anything to say any kind of critiques or anything we're always welcome to hear us but thanks again for listening we hope uh, to drop another episode here in the next week